Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. We thank you guys for joining us on a lovely Wednesday. Yes, sir. That's it. That's what you get. That's I mean, it's just, yes, sir. I just want to make sure. Like, I just I didn't want to come in over the talks. I didn't want to freak anybody out. But apparently there was a camel that had gotten loose in the streets of Joplin. There's a circus downtown. They were coming through, trailer wrecked, camel got out, running around the streets of Joplin. Just want to make sure everyone's safe out there. Yeah. I'm That's just crazy. kidding. Happy hump day, guys. Happy hump day. Hey, Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what day it is? Sing your, sing your song you were singing pre-show. Hump day. Sing your song. The hump song. Well, I saw Jake in here, two humps. And I was like, oh, is that the old Black Eyed Pea song? Right. A little two humps. Get you drunk. Get you drunk off my love hump. <laughs> I'm on my mama get you drunk. Get Not you drunk. Even close drunk to my the lyrics. Home. Huh? Not even close to the lyrics. Are you serious? Like, not at all? <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> oh, no. Close. <laughs> What's the song you called? Love Hump? Love Hump? Sometimes with Big Country, I just don't like to tell him information. Like, you're going to have to figure this one out on your own. This is a learning moment for you. <laughs> Damn, it's Fergie here. You better freaking believe it, Jake the Snake. Right? Yeah. My Humps. That is the name of the song, I believe. It's just My Humps. I don't even know where the two hump thing came in. I Jacob put it in the chat. Two humps. And that, I said, but that has nothing to do with that song. Two cheeks is each a hump. Right. But hump and cheek. <laughs> Ooh, that sounded really bad. <laughs> you, everybody didn't get to follow along your thought process like I did. What's that song? Two humps? How's that go? Get you drunk, get you drunk off my love humps. Two humps, we get you. What you gonna do with all that junk, all there that junk go. inside that trunk? You're almost there, almost figuring it out. Uh, we do have a great show planned for you today, and then also just the greatness that you can get that's not planned, as well. Of uh, Big Country thinking he knows the song when he in fact does not know the song. That's a fun game we should play later. I mean, do I need to read it? I just the lyrics. I freaking nailed them. <laughs> get you, yeah, uh, get you love drunk off my hump, 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 my lovely lady lumps. Uh huh. Right. That's okay. not even close to what you said. I just said it so fast. <laughs> yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like when uh, on the office and they're trying to figure out the song. Like, how's it go? Like, break me off a piece of that fancy feast. <laughs> That's you. You are Andy Bernard uh, today on a hump day. <laughs> what a start to the show. Uh, uh, we do have a lot to talk about today. Uh, Going to get into the Ryan Tannehill comments. The NFL released their um, international schedule. Talk about that one for a little bit. Maybe some NIL stuff, how to fix A's attendance or baseball attendance. Uh, NBA playoffs. I stayed awake all night last night watching the playoffs. Hey, playoffs. Uh, that's what happens when you have a good game on. And the Grizzlies and Warriors, that was an exciting one. It was a 
fucking wrestling match to begin that game. And then we'll play a little bit of Would You Rather to end the show like we usually do. Let's start here with the Ryan Tannehill comments that were made yesterday. And I don't know why this one bothered me so much, but it really did. And uh, Ryan Tannehill's been a guy that I've kind of rooted for with the Titans. Even when he got re-signed, I thought, okay, like it's hard to replace a quarterback in the NFL. I understand why you're re-signing him. And you know, a lot of people even kind of shit on him last year. And I thought, like, he's still a pretty good quarterback. I mean, they were first place in the AFC. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. And even though they were doing it with Derrick Henry and he's been the guy there for so long, it was Ryan Tannehill last year who was quarterbacking them without Derrick Henry because he was injured. Uh, but he did get on the podium yesterday. He had some comments um, about handling the Bengals' loss and how he was in a dark place and how he had to go to therapy to overcome it or at least had to talk to somebody to overcome it. Those aren't the comments that I'm worried about. That's whatever. A loss is going to hang with you for a while. But the, they did ask him if he was going to mentor Malik Willis. Malik Willis, who, again, was drafted in the third round of the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. And they asked Ryan Tannehill if he was going to mentor him. And that's when he came out and said, it's not, that's not my job. You know, we'll be in the same meetings. We'll be doing stuff. If he learns from me, that's great. And yep. I just, I hate this. I hate when other quarterbacks do it. And you and I talked about it on radio yesterday afternoon. I don't understand why it's only the quarterback position that has to deal with this. And I mean across all sports. Yeah. In no other league, at no other position, do guys get so butt hurt that they're like, oh, I'm not training this young guy at my position. And I get like you're competing against that guy. But at the same time, you're on the same damn team. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill wears that C on his jersey for captain. He's a veteran. It is his job to mentor young players. Is he eventually going to take your job? Probably. But also, he's a third-round pick. Like, Are you really mm-hmm. that scared? Are you that nervous? that some third-rounder is going to come in and take your job. This isn't Patrick Mahomes drafted number 10 overall and Alex Smith saying, yeah, I'm definitely going to mentor him Yeah, all along. And it's I, a third-round pick. Not even like Shouldn't even be competing with Ryan Tannehill. Probably will be. But I, just, I hate when quarterbacks do this. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like it's probably going to be a competition. But at the same time, like if you're Ryan Tannehill, you have to realize, hey, I am getting older. Going into the last year of my contract, I'm 33, now, in terms of NFL quarterbacks, you know, that doesn't seem as old, but at the same time, mm-hmm. we don't know what these guys. Some guys may dip quicker than others. Tom Brady's an anomaly. You know, Aaron Rodgers is getting older, too. He's being fine, or he is just fine right now. But at some point, you know, teams are ready to kind of head into the new era of the organization or the NFL as well. And you want a young guy in there with a strong arm who's going to make plays, and you might have that with Malik Willis. Again, a third-rounder. And he said in that same press conference here, you know, they didn't notify him that they were selecting Willis with the number 86 pick. He did text Willis, though, as soon as the team made the selection. The veteran quarterback said he understands how the league works and welcomes the competition. But then to follow that up with, like you said, like, I don't think it's my job to mentor him. And just like, you're right. Like, it's not in your job title, but just don't be a douchebag. Like, just yeah. be a guy. And I'm sure he's going to be. And I feel like, you know, there might be a part of us, too, that's just kind of diving into this a little deeper because there's not as much news going around, but then we hear this and we see it, and then you go, Alex Smith didn't act like this. The Chiefs traded up 17 spots to get Patrick Mahomes, and Alex Smith was like, hey, come on in. Right here under my wing, I got a spot for you. Let me show you the ropes. Let me show you what it's like to be an NFL quarterback, how to study film, 
what to see, how to game plan, how to incorporate the offense where it's easy for you to understand it and learn it and understand your calls that you need to make. Mm-hmm. Help Patrick Mahomes out tremendously. And then you get a guy like Ryan Tannehill in here who just comes right off the bat. It's like, that ain't my job. He can figure it out as he goes, like I did, but I'm not about to help him out. Like he might see that he, Malik Willis is struggling with the concept or something, and it's going to be like, he'll figure it out in practice. Now, figuring out in practice might lead to about three interceptions. The coach is going, okay, hey, he's not ready to start. When Ryan Tannehill could be like, hey, whatever the safety or linebacker does here, that's your read to make the throw over here. Coaches could see that in practice and go, okay, hey, this kid's getting it. You know, he's developing quicker. He's understanding the offense. Ryan Tannehill is not going to help out with those tidbits, and that's what's kind of frustrating. And it, I'd be frustrated as a coach as well, honestly. Yeah, you know, just he, help these guys out. Can you imagine going into Mike Vrabel's office and being like, "Yeah, I said what I said, and I'm not going to help him." Yeah. You tell that to Mike Vrabel. Good luck, buddy. Good luck. I wouldn't do it, but I just it rubs me the wrong way. It always has. And I understand it's a difficult situation. I, people tried to mansplain it to me yesterday on Twitter. Of like, well, there's only one quarterback <laughs> at the position that gets to play. Yeah, I fucking know that. I, I've watched football. I'm educated yeah. in it. And, you know, of, like, well, eventually this guy's going to take his job. Uh, here's the thing. He's not going to if you're good. Ryan Tannehill comes out and has another really good season. He's not going to replace him. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Brought yeah. in a quarterback to actually replace him. Like in the first round, two straight MVP seasons, they're not getting rid of him. Well, no, and it kind of worked out well. Like, if maybe that's what the Tennessee Tigers thinking here. It's like, huh, Ryan Taylor's about to be pissed. MVP season. And yeah. it helped. I mean, same thing, and I don't want to always resort back to the Chiefs, but that's another one of those situations where we saw it. It helped Alex Smith go to a new level. He played tremendous that last season there. Ended up going, getting traded to Washington at the time of the Redskins. Helped out was an impact player there for the year. You know what I mean? They had their ups and downs, of course. But then the leg incident happened, and it kind of put a hiccup in all of that. But at the same time, it all worked out. Maybe just bringing in a little bit of competition here helps spice these old guys up to where maybe you shouldn't feel as safe in your job as a quarterback. There should be that little mind in the back, or that little voice in the back of your mind going like, hey, this kid just threw that a little bit harder than you. It's like, you know, back to my middle school track days. My coach Mm. said, like, find a buddy, pair up with somebody, and push each other, make each other faster. And so what I did is I paired up with a buddy and I said, hey, we're not sprinting, right? Yeah. And we didn't. And we kept each other down the whole time. It was fantastic. Uh, I got to be lazy at practice. No sprints for this guy. <laughs> I'm the 400. That is way too long to be sprinting. I've always thought that was what? the stupidest race. <laughs> no, like, hey, so let's see who can run this lap the fastest. Have fun, jackasses. I'm going to sit here and throw this fucking eight-pound ball and hurt my shoulder. <laughs> or get hit in the back of the head with a discus. That'll be me up there. Uh, but if, with these quarterbacks, I just don't get it. It's the only position where guys get so upset and they're so soft to just be like, I'm not mentoring this guy. Like You should because even people will come out and be like, his job is to win games, to get to a Super Bowl. What if he gets hurt? I mean, that's your job, to have that next guy ready, to help mm-hmm. these younger players get ready. That's why you're a captain. That's why you're a veteran in the NFL, is to help young guys get ready. So if it really is all about like the team and competing and winning games and trying to get to a Super Bowl, you probably want to have your backup ready to go. Yeah. And, I mean, and honestly, we wouldn't be having this discussion if it were a, a normal year where QB2, QB3 weren't drafted. In the third round, like if this were the seventh or eighth quarterback selected in the draft in the third round, Ryan Tannehill wouldn't be so nervous about losing his job. 
But that's the case. He's nervous about losing his job to Malik Willis. I even saw our guy Matt Miller even talking about it yesterday of once Malik Willis starts throwing a practice, then the pressure's really going to be on. Mm-hmm. Once you see his athletic ability and the way that he can run an offense, good luck, Ryan Tannehill. Yep. But I, I hate it. it. It really pisses me off. And you don't see it at other positions. You don't see it in other sports. And, again, that's where people mansplain, like, well, there's only one quarterback that gets to play. Yeah, I know that. But, like, Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs, again, not to make everything about the Chiefs, they drafted his replacement. And they can say whatever they want about it. It was his direct replacement in McCall Hartman. But at the same time, you have to know, like, all right, this guy's going to be wide receiver three, wide receiver four at best in that offense at the time. So it wasn't like, oh, this is a guy competing with me for the job. Imagine if Tyreek Hill would have come out and said, it's not my job to mentor him. It's like I don't have to help him with the route tree. I don't have to help him in the offseason or anything like that. Or if anybody else would have said it or, you know – can you imagine if Lamar Jackson said it? Oh man, <laughs> Tyler Huntley. I know it's not my. He would have been crucified for saying yep. stuff like this. But because Ryan Tannehill's usually pretty quiet, fairly likable guy, everybody coming to his defense, and I'm just, I'm not. I think it is your job. You should be mentoring young players outside of your position. Even if you've got a young running back and he needs help learning the offense, guess what? You should be helping him. Yeah, that's why you wear the C on your jersey. One thing I do want to ask, do you think it's – is it – how am I want to word it? Does it help you become more understandable of the situation if it's like they – since they didn't talk to him about it? Like Aaron Rodgers' situation, they didn't say anything to him like, hey, we might take a quarterback in round one. His thought process going into that draft was like, okay, we might get an offensive weapon, mm-hmm. not my replacement. So, yeah, that pisses him off. Ryan Daniel coming into this draft like, hey, let's get some offensive weapons, help this team out, you know, focus on the defense a little bit. Boom, you trade away A.J. Brown, and bam, now we have a, a quarterback drafted here in round three. The third round, you know, you're expecting in year one or, or year two or three to kind of become a starter or somewhat of a, a valuable piece to the team in one way, shape, or form, right? That's something we've talked about before. So mm-hmm. does it help you kind of become more understanding with their frustration with Rodgers and Tannehill? Like, yeah, I don't really want to help. Not that they don't want to help, but just they, I wasn't I get Like, I wasn't talked to. Because, like, when you hear Alex Smith talk about it, like, yeah, I knew – right from the get-go, that they said, hey, if there's a guy we want, we can go get him, we're going to, want to let you know. It's also like I heard or saw reports that the Titans did notify him. Really? And I think it was from Diana Rossini that like, the Titans have notified Ryan Tannehill. There's a possibility they will take a quarterback. And uh, the whole week last week we talked about how, hey, Titans really like Desmond Ritter. Like, There's a possibility they take a quarterback yeah. here. So it, did he bury his head in the sand and not want to hear it? Because everybody was talking about it. Yeah. And maybe he's not listening to the media. And and this whole thing with the team having to notify quarterbacks, too. Quarterbacks are so fucking soft these days. <laughs> I can't imagine that, you know, the Titans go into the draft and they say, hey, uh, better let all of our receivers know there's a possibility we're going to draft a receiver. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to notify any other position. It's not like you're pulling in the entire defensive line group and saying, hey, by the way, we're going to draft a guy at your position. But for some reason, we have to do it with these quarterbacks. They need to stop being so soft. Yep. And that's all of them. Even going back to Aaron Rodgers of why should you have to notify him that you're going to take a quarterback? It's a business. I'll tell you what happens in the real world. If your job doesn't like you, they don't say, hey, by the way, we're going to bring a new guy in here to replace you. 
They just bring the new guy in, and then your ass gets fired. <laughs> and you're not sitting on millions of dollars usually. You're like, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? So just toughen up a little bit at the quarterback position. Teams shouldn't have to notify you that they're drafting a backup or the future guy. And if they do, do your job. Maybe you don't want to mentor him. At least lie about it in the interview. Yeah, I mean, Bryce makes a good point right here, too, in the chat. The Patriots and Colts drafted multiple quarterbacks when Tom Brady and, and uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were respectively there on the team. Mm-hmm. Hey, they never bitched and whined about it. Or, you know, even take it back to our Kansas City Chiefs again. Patrick Mahomes, I absolutely love seeing videos of him and Shane Bouchelle working together. Mm-hmm. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is like, no, 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 not mentoring that guy. He's too good for me to mentor. He might eventually take my job. Yeah. Or how about like some of these veteran quarterbacks that get brought in to work with young guys, like as a backup? Like if you're the Chad Henney, you're the Chase Daniel type, just to be like, nah, I'm I'm competing against this guy. I'm not going to help him out yeah. along the way. It's just it's such a weird dynamic that I feel like we've let people get away with for too long. Yep. And even you know there are a lot of even athletes and other media types today and yesterday saying like it's not Ryan Tannehill's job. I strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. I, I do think that as a captain and as a veteran of the team, you should be helping every draft pick, even if they are at your position. And if you want to put out the bullshit little, oh, I'm just worried about winning games and going to Super Bowls, part of that is making sure your backup's ready to go. Because what they really should have said, like what Ryan Tannehill is really thinking is, I don't want to mentor this guy because I'm afraid that he's going to take my job or – um, I'm pissed off that he is actually going to take my job in the future. Like That's all it is. It's not about winning games. It's about I'm a petty little bitch, which I can be sometimes as well. I understand the frustration. I just hate that we let quarterbacks get away with this all the time. Yeah. I, I it's aggravating. Completely um, agreeance with you. One thing, though, that I did want to bring up, and I think that's what you're getting ready to head into, the new NFL schedule is out in terms of the international games. And I just want to put out there, it is not that exciting of news that we're going to have football games in Germany and in London. That's my take on it, too. Um, internationally, I, I think it's probably cool that you get to see, like, all right, three games in London this year, one in Germany. That's I think it's awesome, too. Like, it's cool. I'm not, like, super excited about it. And then one in Mexico City. I was glad to see that my favorite team didn't have to travel. That was cool because I yeah. thought their asses were going to Germany for sure too. to play a game. Uh, I'm not super excited about it either. Just, I guess, let me know when the time happens for them to kick off because it's always a weird time. But, I'm surprised Kansas City didn't because they even had a draft pick made this year from people in Germany. And they, the NFL did that, like, sister city thing or affiliate and yeah. they, Kansas City got put in Germany, where I think Tampa Bay also was. Yeah, like Both teams were like, okay, here's our international affiliate or whatever they called it. I don't remember. And so a lot of people had speculated that it was going to be Tampa Bay and Kansas City in Germany. Those two teams having that uh, Germany affiliate and then also are scheduled to play each other this year. And I do think it's cool that the NFL is expanding, that they're going to be in Mexico City where they've been before three games in London, one game in Germany. I, I do think that's part of the 17-game schedule even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I almost think that they should take uh, you know, one, one game out of the schedule and you should play it internationally to make it fair for everybody else. You get eight home games, eight away games, one international game. 
because I like sense. symmetry. <laughs> but I one <laughs> thing that I looked at it this morning and I thought, okay, Seattle and Tampa Bay. One good team, one really bad team. Minnesota and New Orleans, eh, neither one of them super exciting. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, the Giants and the Packers, one good team, one bad team. Denver and Jacksonville, one good team, one bad team. And then San Francisco and Arizona, it's like, meh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You can pump them up and tell me that they're going to be good, uh, but they ain't the Rams. It's going to be a good <laughs> NFC West matchup in Mexico. That's going to be it. Mm-hmm. But I would be almost kind of pissed. Like, give me a good matchup. Give me a good, you know, game where it is a good team and a good team going against each other. Do you think – would we like that, though? Like, it would be cool to see it. Like, oh, yeah, Kansas City and, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing each other in Germany. That's awesome. What time is that game happening? Mm-hmm. And people over here in the States would be absolutely pissed. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a, it's a primetime game. Mm-hmm. We'll have to get up at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 10.30. That would be fucking fine. I like those early start games. Yeah, it'd be ten. I wake up, bam, Chiefs, Buccaneers on. Let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you're tailgating for it anyway. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so I I think it would be cool to give them really good teams. Mm-hmm. And also, man, Jacksonville, just move, just move over there. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are waiting for. The NFL is literally pushing you out of Jacksonville. We're <laughs> playing a game in London every year. Like eventually, your your guys just have to get like an apartment over there. Like, yeah, I know I'm going to spend some time there, or whatever. It's just, I feel like the that NFL matter. really wants that to happen. That would suck so much, though, in terms of travel. Like, oh, we're oh playing, it'd be a nightmare. We're playing the Jaguars this week. Great, can't wait to make the trip all the way across the pond. Yeah, what is it like an eight-hour? Get my flight? sleep schedule fucked up, and have to come back, get myself back in sync, and then play the Chargers. Yeah, like, that would suck. Yeah, doing it on a regular basis would be tough. But I wouldn't be. I think it'll happen in my lifetime. Probably a team will go to London or Mexico City is like the. It's a huge city, and that would maybe make more sense. But there've just been so many games in London. I'm surprised there's not a Canada team. We have one in NBA. We have one in MLB. Don't have one in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills are just so close, right there. That I think they take the Toronto one. But Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm surprised as well. They don't put games in Canada. I think the NFL is just like, yeah, we're already pretty popular there. We're good. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to. We don't need to take that there. over. They're good. But let's go to Mexico City where we might have to cancel the game because the field isn't in good enough condition. Have fun with that one. I remember that as a Chiefs fan. Yep. Um, but I'm. I think it's cool. I guess I like that they expand to these international games. Uh, if I were living in London. I'd probably be a little bit pissed off that it's always these shitty matchups. Like, yeah. they should do, like, one big-time matchup. Like, for week one, that's what they should do. Like, they have the Thursday night game, right? And that's going to be Chiefs-Chargers. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really cool. Do another one that's an international game. I know that, again, a lot of people over here are going to be pissed off about it. Dang, shut the fuck up. You could make it, like, the Super Bowl in London. Like, really pump it up and be like, this is when we're going to do it. Or let them have the Thursday night game. I guess they can't because of time change. Let them have the Sunday 10 a.m. kickoff that is just a huge deal in London. The and thing then- is, though, is like, I think these games are already that big of a deal in London. Because mm-hmm. I've heard some reporters talk about it. It was like, these pe- the fans that are coming to these games aren't just a fan of these two teams. They're just a fan of the NFL. 
So like, right. yeah, you know, some of them are now starting to become like Jacks, like Jaguar fans because they've seen them so much. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure there's kids like, yeah, I'm Jaguar fan. Look at Trevor Lawrence, awesome. This is cool. That's our quarterback. But then you get guys that are in there and they're like, okay, hey, I'm I'm gonna wear a Chiefs jersey. I'm gonna wear a Raiders jersey. I'm gonna wear a Cowboys jersey. Yeah. And it's just like the stadium of jerseys that are not matching the two teams that are playing, and they're just like, it's fucking football, mm-hmm. American style. Have and, you seen the TikTok of the guy who's talking about jerseys in the NFL? He's from uh-huh. Europe, and he's like, I've been following American culture for so long, and you all convinced me that everybody wears football jerseys all the time. <laughs> like That is like what you wear in America. And then he comes over here, and he's like, no one wears these. I didn't see anybody. The only thing I got is people laughing at me and you know, pointing their finger because I had a football jersey on. When you all convinced me, this is what you do. It's like, yeah, it's what we do on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to confuse you there. But it, I, I do think it's cool that, you know, over here in the States, if you show up to a Chiefs Raiders game and you're wearing a uh, fucking Cowboys jersey, I'm pointing my finger too and like, you're an idiot. Get out of the stadium. Yeah, I'm pointing a finger and it's the middle one. And and, it's going to be the only one up. In London, though, you want to do it? Like, I, I do get it. There's You never know when your favorite team is going to be over there, wear your jersey. I really do think that they could just blow it out and make it a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning kickoff, week one, I, I think it would be huge. I'm, I don't, I'm surprised they haven't, honestly. I wonder if they just give jerseys away there. Okay, just here are these random jerseys, just take them. To kind of fill it. it in, I think I think it would be cool. Like again, I doubt it, but it would be kind it's of the NFL. Neat. They're not they're not doing anything for free. That's true. <laughs> Bad business. Bad yeah, business. They can just charge free. whatever they want for shit, <laughs> well, um, and people will pay it. Which I get it, but I don't know. Is there a game that stands out to you that like is exciting that you're like, yeah, I'll, I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, I honestly, I do think the Broncos versus Jaguars game could be interesting. I know Denver's probably going to win that game, but just to see Jacksonville go up against that, like the additions that they have on offense and what they've done de- defensively through the draft, I think it's going to be exciting. I think it could be fun. My only annoyance with it, though, honestly, is just the fact that it's on ESPN Plus. Like, don't do this, please. Please don't make games only available on a subscription. On certain site. streaming, it's yes. happening, sweetheart. I like just. <sighs> It's stupid. We bitch about it all the time with baseball. And the NFL is like, we're just uh-huh. going to ignore that and we'll be fine. We can do it. Yeah. ESPN is going to make all this. Like, just fuckity fuck off. All right? <laughs> what was that? Just fuckity fuck the fuck off. <laughs> Remember just, uh, so... yesterday when you were like, i mute myself. Mom's in here. Don't, don't want to say the F word. Well, I'm annoyed with this <laughs> because I just hate like, the fact that people are going to have to go pay for a freaking stream just to watch an NFL game. That's been the beauty of the NFL is you can watch it any time. And if there's games that you want to watch more than just normal and that's on TV, well, then you you know then you go pay for the subscription. Not a you have to have this so you can watch the game. Yeah. I think this is the millennials' fault. We all complained at how much cable cost, and then we were like, ah, screw this. I'm going to Netflix. And I can tell you right now. We've done it to ourselves. Cable's cheaper. I had a thing in the mail the other day from DirecTV, and it was like $55 a month. You know, the channels you need and want. And I was like, son of a bitch. For what service? DirecTV. I got a little Damn. mail info thing. And I was like, huh. And I was like, oh, do you want some internet? Throw that on for an additional $30. I could pay $85 for TV and internet. I'm paying 65 for both them fuckers separately. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. You're it's 80 for internet. Yeah. 
That's Damn. stupid. Why are we paying eighty dollars for internet? I hey, and that's a necessity. I think now. it should be free. Yes, it one hundred percent should be. Uh-huh. Or like so cheap that it's like your water bill. And it's like, oh, I used a shitload of this this month. It's twenty five dollars. Yep, bingo, bingo. <laughs> but I also I don't know how you're charging it. How the <laughs> fuck are you even tracking that shit? <laughs> you don't you just don't understand the internet. I guess not. No. I don't either. It's like we just pss, you push a button. It's they on. could make it up and be like, hey, by the way, this month you use two hundred gigabytes, so it's really expensive. Well, they have, I like, couldn't the, even argue it. It's like, oh, you use like this many gigabytes of data. No, I can't even like For, go to my I meter and be like, shit. I didn't. There's nothing <laughs> saved. I just use the internet. Mm-hmm. I go to Starbucks, free, nothing. I pay six dollars for a coffee. Internet's free. Why is it not in my own home? That's my rant for the day. I apologize. That's big country talking about the internet. I just went into it a little bit. I just I think it's too expensive it. to do shit. It's stupid. Oh, the streaming stuff. Yeah, with ESPN. Yeah. Plus and Amazon. It's just, it does make it confusing because it's like, okay, where's this game at? Where where is it on? And it we'll probably get used to it after a couple of weeks. But it is going to be like that. Oh, it's Thursday night. What channels this game on? Like I I know for a fact there will be at least one Thursday night. Where I go to Club 609, and I'm like, hey, let's watch the game. And they don't know what channel it's on or how to find it. Here's another thing. ESPN Plus is $7 now? I thought it was 5 I don't know. I have it. I bundle it with Disney Plus and Hulu. They raised the price on my ass? I think it's – I bundle it, and it's like 13 or 14 I thought it was 11 for the bundle. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's always just, just a little bit more. You. Just a little bit more, bub. Next thing you know, you're paying twenty five freaking dollars to watch a damn vault box of Disney movies. Awesome! I'll just buy the effing DVDs when I want to watch them. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't want to. Just, I'm never just sitting there like, "Yep, Lady and the Tramp today." That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney Plus is probably the worst one that I pay for, but I have two daughters, so that's why I pay for it. I don't, there's absolutely no reason for you to be paying for Disney Plus. I yeah. <laughs> now I will say they do have some pretty good Marvel shows on there with like Loki and WandaVision and that's intertwining true. with all the movies and stuff. Uh-huh. So I watch that. But I, as soon as it's I'm over, not. it's like now there's nothing else on here. Mm-hmm. Streaming. What are you gonna do? Man. <laughs> Austin's got a sailor mouth today. It is raining outside like crazy, so it you, might be uh, flooding. So I'm just kind of getting into the old mood of it. Yeah, you went I'm off a little there feisty a little today. I apologize about streaming. Who knew that that was your trigger? I just, man, I just. <sighs> I didn't mean to get you all. Riled I just hate up. taking. I just hate the idea of like just taking money from people like that in terms of just like just a little bit more, just just a little bit more. Yeah, right. Because we were forced to do it. That's not what I said. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm I'm kind of with you. Wait, you said so much. It is difficult sometimes to find these games and be like, all right, wait, is this one on Amazon? Is this one ESPN Plus? And so far with the NFL, it's not confusing. But like you said, with baseball, it is confusing. And then flashback to the Olympics where I had I don't watch the Olympics, but everyone was complaining, like, I don't know where to find this event. I don't know what channel it's on. Mm-hmm. Or you know, even March Madness, there are four core channels that you know, like, all right, it's going to be on this. But if I did want to find a specific game and it's, like, confusing, that's frustrating. It's like, oh, shit. Now I have to go re-remember where true TV is mm-hmm. because I only watch that the last half of March <laughs> every year. 
Um, but, yeah, that's streaming. Uh, I'll tell you what won't frustrate you, though. That's the good folks at Roper Kia. Hop in there, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. So make sure you put yourself in position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. You know what grinds my gears? <laughs> New Big Country segment? Good. We're looking for like a Thursday one. Maybe we uh, make that a Thursday segment of like, hey, what's just been pissing you off that you can talk about? <laughs> that might be it. It's a little Say vent it. session. Uh, that would. That I would needed it. That felt kind of good, man. I feel so good right now. Didn't you go on a rant the other day too? It's only Wednesday. I feel like this is the second time you've ranted. I went on a rant about me throwing a fit about the Chiefs receiver draft. And it was just like what I wanted versus what didn't happen. And it was just like. I just needed to throw my little fit, and everyone kept telling me, they don't need size. They don't need size. They're fine. I was like, I freaking get it. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I wanted. I didn't get it. Just let me be upset. Like, um, I don't throw fits. Just let me throw the fit and be done with it and move on, and we can be happy and optimistic about everything else in life again. Unless you, you talk about trying to screw me over and streaming shit and internet being expensive. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, how about we update the, the cry list? Uh, <laughs> Jacob put this one in the chat. Um, add something to the fields cried list. The guy giving the home run ball to the Yankees kid, and the kid hugs him. Have you seen that one? I, I did. And when the kid immediately started crying when he gave him a hug, I had to turn the video off because I was like, not about to cry right here. There are people around. <laughs> I saw that video. I thought it was super cool. It didn't make me cry. I didn't even tear up. Maybe I just wasn't wasn't in my feels as much as I usually am. Yeah. But I did think it was a really cool moment. Like you're never gonna find more pure happiness than like that moment right there. I mean, that's something you always dream about as a kid. Is like your favorite player hitting a home run to you, standing in the outfield, and you getting the ball. Now, I'm not the one like you know, as in the kids' mindset, like, and I didn't get to catch it, but I still have the ball. Yeah, you still. And the put fact it on that it was like an immediate reaction in terms of like, here's the home run. This is your ball, kid. I would have freaking lost it as a kid, too. I don't even know if the adult knew that the kid was wearing an Aaron Judge jersey. Which is just even more special in the moment. Yeah, or shirt, jersey, whatever you want to call it. It was really cool. Um, I didn't cry, though. I haven't in a while. Yeah. I think the whatever the last one was, got it out of my system. <laughs> last one was a big one for me. Well, it definitely was. Just because of the moment and then... What was it? I don't even remember. Uh, the girl that had cancer gave the bracelets. Fuck to, yeah! Don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. that was a good and then one. he hits a home run and finds <laughs> yep. out during the uh-huh. podcast afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? Um, what's the player's name? Son of a gun. Played for the Royals. Brett Phillips. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that Got was a funky big one. laugh. Yeah. That was uh, yeah, I was ugly crying. Oh, big time on that one. <laughs> uh, the Scott Van Pelt and his dog. I didn't watch that one either. I purposefully oh. ignored that one. Does dog pass away? Mm-hmm. Had to put it down. Dang, that's always tough. Yeah, I don't think that one would have gotten me though. I haven't watched it. If Scott Van Pelt cries, that's my thing. If the if another man starts crying, I am affected by that yep. strongly. I and I can't help it. Yep. It like in the soldiers coming home. Usually it's because like the soldier starts crying or like the dad starts crying. And I don't know what it is. Gets me every single time. Yep. 
can't help it. I've had to remove myself from um, Veterans Day assemblies as a teacher because it's like I'm not about to cry in front of 400 kids. I'm going to step out into the hallway. Really? <laughs> yeah. You freaking sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of an asshole sometimes. but <laughs> Well, 100%, but like that's a sweet moment. Just, I'm going to let you know. At the moment, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. That was a sweet moment. Yeah. Dogs usually get me. Soldiers returning home to their dogs. Nine out of ten, I'm crying on that one. Yeah. That one gets me. I'm just indifferent on it. Like, I grew up with dogs being like hunting dogs. And so it's like if the dog didn't do its job, you got rid of the dog. Like you just like not that. Like you just sold it. So like I never had like that type of a connection with dogs growing up. Like I've never had a dog that was like you got it from a puppy and you had it for 15 years and it grew up with you through life. And then it sadly passed away. I just, I never had that. It was like, oh, this dog is not hunting the right animal. It is now chasing deer. We're going to sell it. And it's just I like, you well, wanted there a dog. goes, there goes blue. Huh? I thought you wanted a dog. I do. Cause I've never had that. So there's a part of it's like, oh, this is awesome. But at the same time, it's just like, oh. uh, you should watch Marley and me. I cannot. I did one time and I cried like a big, I got made fun of for how hard I cried. During that I watched movie. that movie with a, ex-girlfriend obviously a very long time ago mm-hmm. it sent her into like a three-day depression yep not even kidding not exaggerating at all it was miserable i'm like you know that's a fictional dog it didn't die it's still like in hollywood living <laughs> its best life just having a grand old time like, <laughs> yeah. I was in a movie. <laughs> like, i'm googling like pictures of it at the hollywood signs like look here this is it yesterday it's fine stop <laughs> crying please Get out of your bedroom. The dog is fine. Uh, last night, we also had uh, some great basketball go on. Uh, the Celtics-Bucks game, that one was a blowout. Like, I don't know what happened. This Celtics defense, like, where did this come from? How did it happen so quickly? But, I mean, they've been very good this year. I find myself kind of rooting for them, even though I'm a, I'm a Giannis guy. I love that dude. Yep. But what the Celtics are doing is, is just very impressive. It's nice to see, um, even watching the game last night, I was kind of paying attention, kind of not paying attention, to be honest. And I saw the score was like 90-something to like 70-something, and the game was almost over. It's like in the fourth quarter. I'm like, wait a second. You're telling me it's not the third quarter right now? And that Giannis isn't going to go on some run and bring these guys (laughs) back? It's absolutely crazy. But it was also fun to watch. But then the, the Warriors and the Grizzlies. This series is going to be awesome. And I think it has been already. Uh, series tied 1-1. Warriors take game one on Sunday. Then we had game two last night. John Morant goes off for 47 points. Yeah. Eight rebounds, eight assists. He's so good getting to the rim. Yep. And just to go back to the Bucks celtics game real quick, you mentioned how good that Celtics defense is. It's just the fact of how dominating they are defensively as well, like I'm getting turnovers, and then you get a guy like Jalen Brown who steps up and drops 30 for you while Jason Tatum plays 43 minutes, and then, bam, here comes Grant Williams for another 21 over the top off the bench. And it's just like the Celtics, when they get rolling and these guys are hitting shots, it's just game over. And that was been kind of the thing here too with the Bucks is who do you really have that you can rely on outside of Giannis with Middleton being down with an injury? Mm-hmm. And so – that's where it's kind of like, well, here do we go. Drew Holiday's fine. You know what I mean? He's a good player as well. Never gets the respect he deserves. 
but it's like the Celtics have been here in these moments and they're ready for it. It's like it feels like it's now their time to kind of get that opportunity in the East and we're going to see it. I don't think this series is close to being over and we're probably going to see a pissed off Bucks team this next matchup and they're probably going to come out with a W. But back to that Warriors um, Grizzlies game, like you said, did you see John Morant's post game uh, interview that he did with the I press? Didn't. Where uh, he was blind in his left eye, and he, and they were like, "Oh, what about your other eye?" He's like, "I got twenty twenty vision in the right eye. I'm good here." When he went on like that fifteen point run or whatnot at the end of the game, and it was, I saw someone too. He was like, "What a veteran! What a veteran answer already!" Be like, "Left eye gone. Don't even need it. I got the right eye. It's fine. I'm still dominant with it." And it's like that fits perfectly because if LeBron said that, we'd be sitting right here right now roasting the shit out of him for it. And That's John what I'm about to do, though. Like, I love John Morant. I saw a post this morning, and it was like a headline. It's like, John Morant takes down the Warriors with one eye. I'm like, fuck out of here. No, he did not. He's got two eyes. He's fine. He took a fucking scratch. Draymond Green literally bleeding from his face last night. Uh, you got Gary Payton, who broke his arm. Like, get over it, John. Like, he's one of these guys who's starting to milk it. A little bit too much. Like he takes the ball to the rim, and but if he hits the floor, he's staying there for a minute. Yeah. And some of it, it is like, oh my god, I can't believe he hit the floor so hard. That's like a huge bolt of lightning. I don't know. Sorry, I don't want to talk bad about John Morant. I might get struck by lightning. Hey, we don't have any like naders coming, do we, dog? <laughs> I told you, it's May. If it's storming, it's possible. Yeah, I know, but like, have we heard any reports on it? Yes. Like, I love some rain. I'm not a fan of tornadoes. No, or, as you call them, nados. Uh, but with John Moran, I did see, I saw some of the stuff of, like, oh, I did it with one eye. Like, come on. It's a cool narrative. Can we just be a little bit more realistic, at least? <laughs> it's not like he lost his eye or it was swollen shut like a fucking boxer who literally is like, yeah, I won that fight with one eye. And then you go to him after the fight, and it's literally swollen shut. Not just like, yeah, I, I got scratched on the face. It's pretty bad. It's, they are all children. They're all like fifth graders coming back from recess with a little scratch. And like, there was blood. I saw blood. Like, yeah, stop squeezing your arm. and He's bleeding to, to death. <laughs> yeah. It's like stepbrothers all over again. So <laughs> it was cool to see Ja go off. His eye is fine. Like, stop it with all these little bullshit excuses in the NBA. It's really just it, – it grinds my gears. So maybe if we turn this into a segment, that would be mine. Grinding my gears. Stop with all the overreactions to injuries. Even the Draymond Green stuff. It's like, oh, you got hit in the face. There's a little bit of blood. I've had more horrendous bike wrecks before. And guess what? Got up and just shook it off. What's the worst bike wreck you ever had? That's my tell the truth. Tuesday next week, I'll tell you that. I'm writing it down right now so I do not forget. I, I had a horrific bike wreck when I was a kid. I have a pretty good one, too. And it ended with someone else going, yee-haw. <laughs> There's a teaser for it. Probably, was it your mom? <laughs> nope. I have, I have a like, good bike wreck Mom's just in the freaking house watching Spongebob with a little sister, probably. Let's, let's save it for Tuesday. Tell the Truth Tuesday bike yep. wreck edition. I've got a couple on the list that I can think of. Uh, these NBA games, though, they have been good. I love this series. I do hate the fact that we turn every minor injury into, like, this huge thing. Draymond's face with a little bit of blood on it. And John Moran, like, oh, I've got one eye. The Gary Payton Jr. one, though, homie broke his elbow. That was fucking – that was bad. I did not see it, and I don't want to see it. Mm -hmm. But it pretty much did break his elbow. 
Yeah, they, they took him for x-rays. Even Steve Kerr at halftime was like, yeah, Gary's at the hospital getting x-rays right now. Uh, it was not good. I believe it was Dylan Brooks got kicked out of the game for it, and should have. I know we talked a little bit about flagrants before, and even like Draymond Green should he have been kicked out of the game the other night. Um, this one, you've got to get kicked out of the game yeah. for that one, especially when it results in a guy breaking his arm like that. Uh, that was... I watched it, but with like one eye open. I John Moran watched it. What happened? Like, did he jump up and fall, or was he's there... going up for a layup? Um, taking the ball to the lane, goes up for a layup. Dylan Brooks was chasing him down, and just goes to blocking, but also kind of rears back, kind of Draymond Green esque, and hit him right in the the head with his forearm. And then when Gary Payton's coming down, he's trying to catch himself, and Ooh. that elbow, like. You don't see the injury; it's not super bad, but his reaction was really bad. And even uh, you know, other guys calling for the bench, like, "Hey, come look at him; he's in a lot of pain." So, definitely have to look at that one. I wouldn't be surprised if even Dylan Brooks faces a little bit of a suspension yes. off that one. Speaking yeah. of suspensions and the games last night, do you think Draymond Green is going to get? What do you think his fine's going to be? Because when he leaves the court there at the end, double bird to the fans. Apparently, all you can get is fifty thousand. That's what I was saying. There's no way it should be more than that. No. If it is, there's going to be a giant uproar. It, you know, with Kyrie Irving, I thought the league would come down on him pretty hard because he yeah. flipped off so many people so many times. The league the does hate Draymond Green, though. There's a, like, there are a lot of conspiracy theories where, like, oh, the NBA hates my team. They hate this player. LeBron gets all these calls. This player doesn't. There's a lot of just BS out there that I don't believe. However, the NBA does hate Draymond Green. I believe that one to be true. So I, he's probably going to get like suspended a game. There's even a foul late in the game called against Draymond Green where Ja Morant and Draymond are like going after a rebound. Ja gets the ball, runs into Draymond Green. There wasn't much contact, but obviously Draymond's significantly bigger than Ja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Draymond Green gets called for foul. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a foul. It shouldn't have been. It should have been a no call. But I do think that the refs are like just kind of look at Draymond Green and assume that's going to be a foul. Like yeah. you probably did something wrong. Man, it was tough. But I thought it should have been a no call. But very good series. And with Steph Curry and John Morant, I don't know if they actually like dislike each other, but it feels like that might be real. Like John Morant after the game kind of talking some shit as Steph Curry walked by. I like that. Uh, yeah. Like, after it's the about game, time someone goes after Steph Curry. Yep. But then at the same time is able to handle it and be like, okay, you're going to hit a three of my, I'm going to come down here and fucking cross your ass over, spin move, mm-hmm. pop up in the lane, hit yep. the shot. You want to get back to the locker room and like send him a message or, or something like that, meet up with him and be like, hey, you know, just on the court, we're going to battle, but no disrespect. That's cool. I want that narrative of these two guys hate each other. Would you send that message? Like, if let's say you're John Morant, are you sending that message to Steph Curry after the game, or are you just like, nah? Nope. Kind of I know you're not. Okay. <laughs> I just said that's why when you said I was like, nope. that is not you at all. Maybe yeah, after you the guys series. tell me when I was little, like, hey, when playing basketball, step on the defensive player's shoes so we, he can't jump up to get a rebound. I said this. Yeah, you and Matt both told me. Uh-huh. I remember Again. being in Sunday school, and you're like, hey, pinch people right there behind their arms, I'll piss them off. And I did it, and then I got bit. in trouble by my mom because she was like, you don't play like that. You're not a dirty player. 
I was like, all right, well, they just dropped 30 on my ass, so it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, and now it my wasn't ribs 30, are bruised but... because this guy's been snake biting me all game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did my mom did not let me be cocky or a dirty player at all. Mm-hmm. There was, there was, none of that was allowed. I feel like my mom thrived off of it. I think my mom wanted to, but she just didn't want me to be the bad kid. Uh-huh. Was like, yeah, I know. Clearly, you were. Uh, just awful, awful kid. Yeah, uh, I do. I love the those two going at each other. And Steph Curry is has been one of those guys where like, people just don't go at him. They don't talk shit to him. And I like Steph, but I like that Joss talking shit. I yeah. do. It makes me more excited about the games. I, I think their next game is like Saturday for some reason. Yeah, travel day. That's I mean, you've played two in Memphis, travel, and then and then day off. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then you go three. I'm excited about the game on Saturday. I'm excited about that series. Like even the games that are tonight, I really don't care about either one of these <laughs> series. Like Seventy Sixers Heat, um, Joel Embiid oh. not even playing in that one. So like I don't even, I don't even care. And then the Mavs Suns. That one's on so late and it's been so bad. I don't know that I care about that one either. You guys can't see Melo, but there was just a, a lightning strike outside. This dude just kind of like ducks back like it's going to come through the window. That's the first time I've ever seen you like hesitate at something, just like a flinch. Like, ah, nope, don't come get me. Yeah, you're afraid of ghosts. Aside yeah, from flinch at lightning. Oh. It was a like it ain't going to come through the window. How do you know? That's a lie. That's a possibility. Don't stand near windows when it's uh, lightning outside. Yeah, or like your middle of the show, like, hey, we gonna have any NATOs? Is we gonna have any NATOs? Is that what I sound like? Yeah, not not the baby voice he did, but the country accent. Any little NATOs? <laughs> BC don't like NATOs. I don't. <laughs> not a it man. is storming pretty, pretty heavily <laughs> here. Um, that's okay though. Uh, how about Club Six Hundred Nine? Home to a great happy hour. From 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock every weekday, and then 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. on Saturday. I'm sure that we will be in there. It's a golf tournament week. Yes, sir. Which is exciting. If any of our listeners are playing, we can't wait. It's going to be a good time. We're probably going to end up at 609 at some point, as we usually do, because of that great happy hour, those two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So, again, their website, Downtown Lube, be sure to visit that for their full list of services once again. Also, it is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change or your tire service. But if you're here in the Joplin area, be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on 1st and Main Street. And they'll get you taken care of right there at Downtown Lube. wasn't sure if you had more to add on that one or not. No, I just want to make sure I got all my key points in there and then hit them with the uh, matter and if. Matter and if. You're in precision. Isn't that how you say it? Uh, yeah, but today I made sure to slow myself down before pos- position, <laughs> so I didn't say it that way. I should develop something for my ad reads. Just keep doing you, boo. Work on some content. Apparently I can't do or say nothing without someone be like, oh, you guys recognize this about Big Country? Man, I'm just negative living, on that dog. One. I'm just L-I-V-I-N, man. Huh? Living. Right. Do we need to talk about your pants selection yesterday? We put out a... Uh, we might as well go ahead. I thought they ordered them off Fabletics. I'll call out the brand, too, because I want to know what the hell happened. You know? I ordered one pair of sweatpants. They're probably VIP not people. used to having men shop at their store. Are they men's pants? Yes. Michael Scott... <laughs> Kevin are they? Hart is a freaking like 
what do you want to call it? Like an influencer form. That's not the right term. But he like promotes their stuff. Who does? Kevin Hart. That was the reason why. <laughs> yeah, I got you and Kevin Hart kind of built differently. Similar build, absolutely. You better believe it, my guy. But they had like a deal where it was like, hey, twenty four dollars, you get two pairs of shorts, and it's got like the uh-huh. the liner on the inside. Well, mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, that's awesome. But my let my thighs are so big that the liner stretched out, and then the shorts are like, well, hey, this is also kind of tight. So now everything's just hugging on my thighs, and if I go to lean down, my crack hangs out. So it's like mm-hmm. these shorts aren't even fun to wear. Twenty four dollars. Yeah, twenty four dollars for my crack to hang out the whole time at the gym. Not a fan of that, so I don't even wear them. So then I order some sweatpants, my favorite pair of joggers I've ever had in my whole life. Awesome, they're black, super comfy. Wear them anytime I travel. They're my just ultimate jogger pants. I was like, I want another pair. Let's kind of mix up, do white. I got black, I got gray. Let's just see what a white cream color will do. Maybe I can mix and match this on these black hoodies, so I'm not wearing black straight down all the time. I order them. They're not the same length as the other pair of sweatpants that I had. It was just like same size. They just decided to lift up the leg, like inseam, shorter. This is only going to be calf high. Why? Mm-hmm. I want joggers to my ankles, not joggers to my calves. Yeah. Those are calvers. I don't want those. <laughs> so, I just made that up. That does not sound good. <laughs> so I wear them yesterday, and I put them on. I'm like, you know what? Like, this is not a good look, but I'm sore. I'm hurting. I sliced my foot open. I'm hungry. I just I need to get to the office. You want to know how I know you grew up in the LeBron era? <laughs> You've been talking about your foot nonstop, dude. I've never sliced, sliced my foot open. You're I've never you're Moraning this foot injury, like, dude. I, like have you, you ever sliced the bottom of your foot? <laughs> yeah. You no, you haven't. The bottom of my foot. I did it like uh, during COVID. I stepped on some glass. Oh, yeah. You remember? I had a piece of glass stuck in my foot. I actually did not know that about you. Mm-hmm. And then I survivor kept, of glass. I kept saying, like, uh, didn't keep saying. I mentioned it. I was like, man, my foot really hurts. It's bothering me a lot today. And that was it. That's why you didn't know about it. Because I had a glass shard stuck in my foot for like an entire week because I was dumb. And was like, eh, the pain will go away. Yeah, my thing here with this is like a slice, and so if my if I move my foot, like it splits back open and my foot bleeds, and so then it hurts, and I was just like, God dang it. So I get it cleaned up, whatever, I put on these sweatpants, I'm like, ah, these look stupid, I'm not messed with it, I'm done, I'm, I'm going to go into the office, get ready for radio. I walk in, and I just immediately hear you just, what, what is that? Oh, I think I started laughing immediately. Oh, that's like three days. Sometimes I question it and I'm like, what is this dude wearing today? (laughs) That was an immediate laugh out loud moment. Loser. Yeah. They were so short. They were. You had like on some Nike, like mid high socks or whatever. There was a gap between your socks and your pants. (laughs) That's how short they were. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> when I sat down, of course, they lifted up even higher, and it was just like, I didn't know that. Usually, you can kind of feel the breeze of air on your skin. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't even feel that. And also, they were white, so it's like, that's a bold choice for Tell me about joggers. It, it was also sweats. when they came in, I was like, oh, this is mm-hmm. a bad idea. This is a <laughs> bad color choice. Yeah, so the color on top of the length is like, those look like baseball pants. And they did. They look like baseball pants. Yeah. And we rocked the whole, let's do some old-time baseball pictures. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I should do it, get a bat and take a picture. Next thing I know, I look up, here comes Matt sprinting out of his office with one of his baseball bats. Like, here you go, take a picture. And I was like, this <laughs> is perfect timing. For you. 
grabbed the nacho helmet, put it on, tucked the ears inside of it, and said, take my picture, mid-swing, let's get an action shot in here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Babe Ruth style. Uh-huh. Wanted me to take a picture of you swinging a bat. You can find that on our Instagram and Facebook. Did you tweet it, too? I think you tweeted yeah, it. Yeah, I tweeted it from the mic'd up account, yeah. As well. All right, let's get to some of these would-you-rathers. Uh, not, not a lot of sports happening right now. Um, would you rather be a star at a small school or a bench player at a big school? So a little name image likeness theme for today. You know, I was actually thinking about that. I think I would like to just be a star for a small school. And then if I feel like, I don't know that because there's a mentality in the saying, right? It was like, Hey, if you can ball, they're going to find you. It's like, okay, cool. If I'm tearing it up here, let's say Missouri Southern or Pitt state. Yeah. There's an opportunity. I still get, I still get found if they're going to look at the level of competition and be like, eh, not really sure. So it's like, do I want to be like a local star? Mm-hmm. Would I want to be a star at like a Missouri State? Because that's still like, that's a smaller school, but more surrounding area, more recognition too as well. So that's kind of where it's like, what level of small school do you mean here? I guess I want a little bit of context in this before I give my official answer. Do I want to be a bench player at Duke or Kentucky, or do I want to be a star at like a Missouri State? Sure. Do you always overanalyze things? Like, I need all the details. I'm just like, I very vague. <laughs> yeah, never see the floor at Duke. Just like you're a walk-on. No one knows your name. Wouldn't even, like, you can't even walk around campus and be like, oh, there's a basketball player. Like, people just don't know you. Or superstar at, you know, Missouri Southern, Missouri State even. Yeah. I think it would probably be the, the superstar. Not in terms of just, like, to be noticed, but just like you have people respect like the amount of work and effort that you're putting into the sport. Like if I go to Duke and I'm working my ass off to be on the basketball team and nobody knows I'm on the team, fuck this. What do I get to say to me and my peers? Yeah, I played for Duke. Didn't never saw the floor. Mm-hmm. Like how many points you score? <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Shot should have seen me in practice though. Hardest working scout team player you ever saw. <laughs> I'm the I'm the same way. I think it'd be cool to be the star at the small school. Um I used to work with a couple guys that played football, one of them held, like, records at Pitt State, like, mm-hmm. rushing records. Uh, I think he's in their Hall of Fame. He, like, still goes out to dinner, and people will be like, oh, my gosh, I recognize you. Like, was, enjoyed watching you play back in the day, blah, blah, blah. Really cool to see him get to do that. I also worked with a guy who attended K-State in the 90s and was on the team. Nobody knew anything. Like, you never <laughs> knew about it. Like, I thought he was just a K-State fan. Like, yeah. that's it. But he was actually, like, a running back all the, on the team. Saw, like, a couple carries, I think, during his time there. No one knew. No one knew about it. But, like, if the other guy, like, walked through the department, people would be like, he was a stud at Pitt State. Like, he holds records, all this stuff. And then the dude, you know, that played at K-State, which is a much bigger program, especially in the 90s, he would walk through and people would just be like, what's up, Jamal? Like, you're just another guy. <laughs> Even though, like, he played and graduated from K-State. That would be tough. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I'm so private that I might not want people to ever, like, recognize me. I think that would get so old so fast. Um, yeah. If it was, like, annoying. Yeah, you'd have to be, like, superstar yeah. level, though. Because like, I don't think you realize right now how many people talk about you or recognize who you are right now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that 
That was my whole point. It's like, uh, just let me build up this whole hypothetical so you can tell me how important I am. <laughs> Not really. Oh, you are so. Uh, how about a food one? I, you're big into food now. You're trying new things. Pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have pizza or hamburger? You know, my answer used to be hamburger. Mm-hmm. It's now pizza. Pizza's just, and the reason I say it is because pizza, you can just grab a slice of it and go and you're fine. A hamburger, you can get a hamburger, but if someone puts some weird-ass sauce on it or dries it up or burns it and you're sitting there just biting through, like, the burnt crust or, you know, edge of a hamburger, yeah. it's not good. Pizza, though, yeah, I can get, you know, thin slice. I can get, you know, Chicago-style. I can get thick crust, hand-tossed, St. <laughs> Louis-style cut. I don't know why I did the hand talk. Like, it's a Midwestern thing. I'm Weird. telling you, that's like your new thing. Is I don't know why I'm doing it. I, yeah. You're like extending words. Hand tossed. Don't Just even worry here about in the it. South. That's what we do, bub. <laughs> yeah. I hang out with my little brother one fucking weekend. And it's just like, hey, bub, come on back. And you go full redneck. <laughs> Not even I just get back anymore. with my people. I'm just around my people. Full redneck. Honestly. What happens? <laughs> I'm kind of right there with you. Hamburgers are good. There's, it's the variety you can get with a hamburger. Like a cheap one is disgusting and barely edible. Yeah. But then like there's this whole – it's almost like the bell curve thing. Like the cheap ones are really bad. The expensive ones, you've tried to doctor it up so much that it's it's not good either. It's like I have – like I can't even get my mouth around all this. <laughs> Say it again. If they doctor up the burger too much, it's like uh-huh. I can't I can't get all this in one bite. Like mm-hmm. it's just – Right. It's tough. You're lucky this. If this was recorded, like the look on both of our faces is like I'm blushing at first, and you're you over here it. just like raising your eyebrows. I like, heard it. What was that? Oh, you can't you can't fit all of it in your mouth? Huh? Uh, yeah, sometimes you have to cut it in half, which yeah. is a move that some people even roast you about. I think it's pizza for me. Cheap pizza, pretty good. You like you know what to expect with cheap pizza. Yeah, heartburn is coming. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be the greatest thing you've ever had, but it's still pizza. It's still pretty good. I'll go pizza. On that one, too. Um, next one, baseball-related. Dead ball or juiced ball? I feel like Major League Baseball has doctored the baseball so much over the last couple of years that even this year, uh, you know, a couple of hits that probably should have been home runs. Even, like, MJ Melinda's last night hit one really hard, and then it just died. Yeah. I, I, I really felt like it was a home run, but it just died. And that's happened so many times across Major League Baseball. And then, of course... There's also, like, the clips of, like, man, I remember the juiced ball era where people like Blunt and Dr. The Video <laughs> to be in a home run. For me, it's it, it's easy. It's the juiced ball. Like, give me yeah. more home runs. I like it. I want it. I, like, just find the happy medium. Like, just juice, like, get the juice ball and then just de-juice it a little bit. <laughs> and you're good to go. Like, that's right? perfect. Or maybe just go back to, like, I don't know, 2015, 2016. <laughs> just, just a fucking baseball? Get, yeah, just, like, a baseball. <laughs> it doesn't have to be dead. It doesn't have to be juiced. Like, just have a baseball. <laughs> I think we'll all be pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, I would be super excited with that. Uh-huh. I did see one of those uh, videos that was like, oh, the juice ball, Aaron, it's a bad pitch in Kaufman. <laughs> yeah. And it goes all the way behind Salvador Perez, comes off that backstop, and then it's just like, <laughs> Home run. <laughs> <That one laughs> just like, son of a gun, that was good. <laughs> I mean, it got me, like, on the first couple, though. I was like, whoa, was that a, was that really a home I run? I did not know Aaron Judge bunted a home run. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that ball I was I think bad. the first one I saw was the Mike Trout check swing. 
Yes. Yep. And it was like, holy shit. Like, I don't remember that happening. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But he got me at first. He got me good. Um, I think that's it for us today. Uh, I don't, do you have any other, anything else you'd like to add? No, I don't think I have any more rants or anything. Just that golf tournament happening this weekend. I'm super excited about it. It's going to be awesome. If any of you guys listening are coming down and playing in it, can't wait to see you. Other than that, just thank you guys for listening and interacting in the chat. I really do appreciate it. I feel like we say it, and Melo does at the end of shows, but I'm right there with him. This is freaking awesome getting to do this. Yeah, it is very enjoyable um, right here in the call-in app every weekday at 10 a.m. Central Time. We try to hit it at that time, get that West Coast just waking up, maybe get that East Coast, some of you guys going to lunch uh, when we get started. But we do appreciate you guys joining us today. As always, like I said, every weekday right here in the call-in app, at 10 a.m. Central Time. We appreciate you joining us, putting up with all of our nonsense, and getting involved in the chat. It really does. It makes the show flow better. Um, I like the questions and interactions that we get, and some of our listeners are actually funnier than we are, and you have to you have to be there for some of the jokes. We don't always read them off, but they are great, but we appreciate you guys. Uh, we will be back at it tomorrow, same time, same place. Thanks for joining us today.